0: It's Friday, energy is high, and we're ready to dive in. I'm Shane Keel, Chief Edutainment Officer at Enrollify, and every other week, Mickey Baines and I will discuss how institutions can take high level strategies and tactics and implement them into their enrollment marketing strategy in a practical way. Grab your coffee, open your notes, it's time for Fanatical Fridays. here and there's no Zach there's no Zach it's gonna be the shortest podcast of all time or it's gonna be the most streamlined efficient podcast of all time I don't know which one it'll be <laughs> we, uh, Both of
1: those could mean the same thing
0: yeah that's yeah maybe maybe or we get 30 minutes of gold then again I'm kind of a scatterbrain so we'll see where this one takes us as our our first official podcast just you and I
1: yep and I'm going to go off topic right off the bat because you just Let's said something. <laughs> <That's laughs> in a different direction. So off, you mentioned he likes to pontificate about things. I don't know if you've looked and seen much. It just came out not long ago. Um, not long ago, meaning the last few weeks, maybe in the last month. Um, Patrick Lencioni, author mm-hmm. of Five Dysfunctions of a Team, dropped a new book. It's called The Six Types of Working Genius. It's a, I have it back there. Yeah, um, And it comes with an old assessment that kind of, it's not a personality assessment. It's really looking at, where in the scale of, let's just say, a project, for example, where, where do you find your working genius? When are you most effective and efficient? Where are you competent? And where are you most frustrated? And there's six, obviously, six working types. There's six. You have two genius types, you have two competencies, and two frustrations. And when you said pontification, that resonates with one of those, which is wonder. And as we think about how the flow of a show goes, having someone who likes to wonder about things really helps you dive in and, and create things. It also helps you digress at times yeah um whereas if you are at the end of the that then for me because they're my frustrations or executing on it yeah um, is where it can be that's your frustration you know staying on task uh is something that's hard for you to do and i don't know it's a good book anyone likes it read it but yeah i think this show is a lot about wonder and ideation that's this one of the other um um working geniuses and those actually wonder and ideation are where I score the highest is where my genius genius is. Yeah. Their word, not mine. I'm very careful <laughs> about that. Um, Humble brag. But, you know, it's you know, coming up with with these big questions and then developing ideas on how to solve, building support around it, putting people in the right spot to actually go execute and then staying with it all the way to the end of completion.
0: We are on a good topic then. I I, you're
1: right, because that's exactly can... where it's going. Because when we think about this, yeah. uh, you helped put together the wonder of several ideas we want to talk about, and we're going to put in some ideation. And we're at least going to get so far today as to, I think, start poking holes in some of those ideas uh, around a topic. And we'll go from there. So Shane, why don't you cue us up on the topic?
0: Yeah. So I think we had discussed this last episode, but jumping into texting, and that's obviously you know a broad category, but how can schools text prospective students in a way that's engaging, in a way that aligns with what they're looking for, in a way that's different than hitting tweet, hitting send on that email. So at a very high level, kind of what what you think about texting as a, you know, means of communication, and maybe, you know, in theory, how schools could use it um, to kind of, again, complement all the other things they're doing and not just be another channel to, you know, blast people with with mass information.
1: Well, it's already another channel. People are blasting people with information. Um, we, we meaning as anyone involved in sending out mass communication, not just in the higher ed in industry, we've ruined SMS. Like, um, I don't know that we've crossed anywhere near the point we have with email uh, and how we ruined that as a medium to connect, um, but we're blasting out. How do you engage and connect uh, with prospective students? You know, I think it's, it, A is there's always going to be variation in your population that you're trying to recruit, sending out SMS to me versus someone who's 16 or 17 is very different first. And not that I'm represent every uh, male adult prospective student, but I will tell you a, you're not going to get my phone number um, to SMS. And if you do get it, you certainly aren't going to get my opt-in for it. I keep my SMS clean. I don't want people marketing to me for anything. I'm very protective. And and I'll tell you, it was 2019. I was um, at a, HubSpot conference. How many episodes do we have where I don't talk about HubSpot? Not many. (laughs) Um, I was, that was, it was inbound is the HubSpot main conference. And a speaker said he wanted everybody to pull out their phone. And I want you to trade with the person next to you. Hmm. (whistles) Open your phone, unlock it. Yeah. And then trade to the person next to you. Now, that was, you know, I've never. I don't know how many people I've ever unlocked and just given my phone to someone. But but the person I traded with, and I don't remember the person's name, what stood out to me more than anything else. And I, I mean, honestly, I don't even remember what else they wanted us to do with the phone. They just said trade. I traded and I opened up this person's phone. And there were 1,700 unread SMS messages. What's the likelihood of getting through the clutter to that person?
0: Yeah. Like
1: that person has already given up on SMS. Yeah. And so that's in my mind. So, yeah. how do I connect with my population, that if it's traditional, teenaged person, mm-hmm. and get through the clutter? Because I have a feeling that that aged person doesn't mind SMSs coming up. They're not going to be as protective as I am. Um, but um, if it comes through, And they get those 1,600 in there. How do you really get that? And I think it goes back to the same key ingredients, regardless of channel. Timing, relevance. Like you need those things. And personalization. Mm -hmm. And and I've actually had this conversation with, with clients in the past. Relevance and personalization. Two different things. Yeah. Personalization may include, but doesn't stop certainly at, Mel merged the first name. Um, but I want it to be personal to me, written in a way that comes across one-to-one. Mm-hmm. And then I want to be sure that it's relevant about things that I care about. Yeah.
2: What are and your thoughts SMS, on-
1: And SMS, by the way, I'm going to keep one, yeah, one more thing. Yeah. With SMS, you may not always know, especially at the early stages of engagement with someone, what their interests are. Yeah. All right. Right. But there's ways to find it out without specifically say, hey, tell me what you're interested in. There's ways beyond that. You can ask that. But if you're using an SMS tool that doesn't then connect to a CRM that puts in the data in the CRM mm-hmm. about what they click on. Right. You are wasting opportunity to find out what they are interested in. If your CRM then doesn't track what they're doing on your website, once they click, you get there. If your emails aren't doing it, you want all those clicks in there and then you can see what they're interested in. And then you can make the SMS relevant.
2: Hey everybody, it's Zach from Enrollify here. So it's that time of year when your favorite brands release the best deals on your favorite products. And for the very first time, Enrollify is joining the party. So between now and the end of the year, you can get 50% off any Enrollify cohort or master course. Want to learn more about how to leverage SEO for student recruitment? We've got a cohort on just that led by the SEO wizards at the agency. Or are you ready to learn more about how schools are leveraging TikTok? Enroll in our self-paced TikTok strategy for higher ed cohort. Or perhaps you are finally ready to join 550 other higher ed marketers in enrolling in Terry Flannery's master course on how to market the university. Use the discount code EOY50, that's E-O-Y as in end of year, 50, for any of our asynchronous cohorts or E-O-Y as in end of year, for our master course on how to market a university with Terry Flannery between now and 1231.22 to receive 50% off. You can learn more at enrollify.org. Happy holidays, everybody.
0: Yeah, I, I think the big thing I think about with texting is who initiates the conversation. Um, because I feel like I've had a lot of good experiences with brands and texting because I reached out to them. Uh, they are not spamming me with, Hey, we have this sale. We have this. I always opt out of those, but I have been in, I mean, three times, at least in the last two months, um, where I've had either an issue with a product, I'm setting up a new product or I'm looking to buy an additional product made by the same company and wondering, you know, can I get some type of discount? Can I do whatever? And I don't want to be on chat because I don't want to be sitting at my computer and kind of have to wait for that response. You don't know how long it's going to take, but with text, I can kind of fire it off and just be like, my phone will ping me when it's, when it's there. Um, And that's been incredible. And because I initiated it though, and they know exactly what I want because I'm leading with my initial question. And I'm wondering how maybe you think schools could adopt that kind of like wait for the student to initiate, but then how do you encourage them to initiate? Um, And maybe that's even things like starting their application and following up about you know deadlines, for example, and, and what your thoughts are there.
1: So I think it starts with the opt-in and sometimes the opt-in is the person generating that conversation to start with you in that medium. Opt-in is if I wanna to move to that medium and they didn't start with that medium. You know, there are times I might be chatting with a coworker and say, hey, I'm moving this to chat or I'm moving this to email, right? I'm informing them that I'm moving it because there's a, with a particular reason to do that. If they start with email, you need to have a reason to to move over to SMS. Um, a, you want an opt-in for them. Um, B, you don't want to feel like you're crossing bounds. And some people, I'm one of them, would feel like you just crossed a, a boundary with me that I didn't sign up for. Um, I don't want to have that type of message with you. Um, so I think that that's something to keep in mind. Um, so, op- and when I say opt-in, it's not always just a checkbox to say, "Can we communicate with you in SMS?" I like to get multiple types of opt-ins for that. Um, and I'm going to circle back to your to your question on the on that text to chat uh, service type thing. But um, the multiple opt-ins, I you know, application. You should talk about how do we get them to, to generate an application. Then I think that's part of your texting chat conversation in there is if it's a someone who has not yet applied, you know, walking them through the steps and say, are you ready to start your application? Let me send you a link to do it. You know, then you can start doing that. Um, if it's an automated SMS if, as part of a campaign um, that you have, I think you have to know, and this is where relevance comes comes into play here is where are they in the spectrum of raising their hand of initial point of inquiry to the point of applicant, to the point of enrollment, where are they? and how does that look within your cycle so if you know it is spring and you're talking to a high school junior that's not application. You're not pushing them to that application point. You're pushing them to an event likely um, to connect with you, whether that's them come to your campus, um, you reaching out to them and doing some virtual thing. But you're you're trying to get, you know, that event thing. And so you're not necessarily pulling. So that's where timing comes into play and relevancy of where I am and understanding that if it's July and I'm a non-traditional student, you know, we've got a few weeks yet before for the term starts, I'm just raising my hand, you know, speed to application is really important in that scenario. And therefore you might jump right in. And in terms of getting them to engage, then that SMS is going to be focused like an email, but in a different way. And I think that's the key is that you don't just blast the same message in email or uh, even the same thing you might post everybody on Twitter or Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you're doing it. But SMS is, is, and I'm going to give them that link in a short one. I like to do the SMS more from a person than an organization. Um, you know, and so if I am emailing with you um, about something you're showing that's an interest or talking on the phone, I might ask, Hey, um, in case you're running behind, do you mind if I send you a reminder before the deadline gets here? You know, that's an opt-in. I've got them in a campaign. And I've jumped right into that. For a traditional age student, if say we're talking about application and we want them to finish an application they've started, it might be, you know, would you like to receive updates as your application um, is updated or status has changed? And they reply, yes. The response is fantastic, we'll keep you updated. By the way, do you, would your parents also like to be updated? Get their number, opt them right in. Boom, boom, boom. Those are multiple opt-ins. Those things that's the data I'm talking about because that starts to show intent and interest and there's a we there's a lot of people that know good data on parents and they're enrolled with the traditional age student of getting them in. Um, and I think in those scenarios, once you understand that influence that a parent has because it is great, that influence is great you want to get them engaged and that is a way to get the student to opt in and also get their parents opt in and you want to keep them separate now not every CRM does that easily but you want to separate those two numbers and communicate with the timing is different the content is different what is relevant to them is different and you have to keep that in mind now that's a big thing if you've not done anything like it it is you don't you don't cross that line uh, in one fell swoop, you have to work your way there, and the key is then building out stages. How do we get there from where we are today? And maybe that's three steps, maybe it's seven steps, maybe it's one step, depending how close you are. But you know, those are the ways. And and, and when we're talking with folks that are about growth, that's growth. That's how you go, and that's how you turn those things into something of relevancy. Yeah. Um, can I answer that? So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And I think, yeah, you kind of hammered that last point home. That was going to be my kind of follow-up, but you, you already answered it was having a system, like you said earlier, that you can report on all these things to understand where people are at in their journey. So that, yeah. again, it just increases your, you know, your relevancy score, like on, you know, Google search ads, the more you're speaking directly to this audience using those keywords, right, the more your, your relevancy score goes up, the more likely, you know, your ads are to be seen. Same thing with texting. The more relevant you can be from a timing standpoint, from where somebody's at and, you know their student life cycle you know the higher open rates you know the response rates you're going to get and then yeah getting that parent i forget what the number was this was a, a couple of years ago i had just randomly come across a stat of the number of parents who complete the application for the student um and it's it was it's a scary I don't know, number i wasn't expecting a certain number i remember thinking that was shockingly high like two three x what i thought it might be um yeah. and so i think you know your point about trying to get the parents contact information too and, and Again, teasing out each of the stages of the application as well, making sure that you're, you know, requesting certain things, letters of recommendation on time. There, there aren't things that are all just, oh, I just need to fill out this quick thing and I'm done. Um, mm-hmm. And so, being able to kind of tee people up for things and kind of keeping them on, pro- like on progress to complete by, um, you know, by the deadline, um, I think is a super great way to kind of hold people accountable and not feel like you're being annoying, but you can constantly be in front of them because there are so many checkpoints. There are so many things that you know need to be completed, um, and that's a great way again to have high relevance but still be at the forefront of their mind constantly throughout that entire cycle.
1: And 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 the so a couple couple of add-ons here because I see a lot of schools who who have SMS but don't have it connected to anything else. So they're loading students in, or they might have it connected to bring students in automatically to the SMS tool itself, uh, but then they're not connecting that to any other part of the communication. And that in that point, typically. A, they are blasting everybody. B, even if they wanted to segment, they can do some basic segmentation, but but it's only by population type, demographic stuff. It's not going to be um, a whole lot of great activity data in there that you can segment on. And and even if you, even if you can do that in your tool, if you don't have it connected to another engagement tool, and I don't mean your student information system, folks. Um, if you don't have that connected to your CRM, then your CRM is losing data. If you then separate from that to say, oh, we don't have a choice. We've got to keep it separate. You need to have a documented communication plan that overlays email, physical mail, phone call outreach, if you're doing that, and SMS, if you're doing anything on WhatsApp. That That all needs to be in, especially if it's automated, needs to be in one place so that you can see it all. Because I don't know if, if you remember if Zach saw this in the secret shopper study last year. I know I've seen it in the past conflicting emails and an automated campaign drop to a person at the same time or within a day of one another. And that is not good. Um, you that's that's the time you don't want the student reaching out to you to ask that question. And so I think that's really. Uh, an important piece of it, and and a lot of times in technology, if you have it all embedded, you can find a single view of what's scheduled to go out, and you can kind of see that better. Especially if you have a more modern-based platform where you can do drag and drop workflows, and that's and it can trigger all the me, all the media type you're using to engage versus just email, then you can see that better. It's better to understand it and to know what criteria. Mean, now, again, generally, even if you see that it's for a campaign, not all campaigns, um, but that's where you start to think about okay here's day zero. And if you can run tests in the technology, that's the other thing. You can run tests to see, okay, when would this go out? Um, When would all the campaigns go out? And then you could see, okay, it looks like here's some overlap or here's conflicting information. Um, Your next step is this. And another email come out and said, hey, I want you to do this. Well, which of the two do you want? Um, Right? That's what you want to be mindful of um, when you think it's because it gets to be more and more complex. And I don't, Know of anyone that's going to disagree with that statement? Um, and you need to simplify it and bringing it together so that you can see it, experience it, and test it um, is really a critical step in that. And then also think about how much am I going to grow, and what data can do I have that will help me grow that next? When I say grow, you know, what's the next campaign that we can do, or the next message we could drop into a campaign that we can't do now? That's you know another big piece of this is understanding what is next, um, so that you keep that going. And, you know, that's, you know, that's how you get to be more relevant. You're not going to be perfectly relevant. Right. Um, Right. What is one step forward in relevancy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Uh, I think another thing to kind of, you know, like next step, somebody hears, I think all these things. Right. And I think it's, it's maybe things that people could think, well, I already kind of knew that. Like, yeah, but how do I do that? Like, who who on the team is it? Marketing is it? Admissions is it? Somebody from both? Who on the team kind of helps sit down and go? Okay, we're at day zero of our texting plan, um, of our marketing plan as a whole. Right? We want to yep. weave in texting this year. We have a pretty good system for everything else, um, and we kind of know what works, what doesn't work when it comes to email, when it comes to you know mailers, all these other things. But now we're going to weave in texting this year. Who's in the room kind of discussing that, and who? Who owns that? And then from an execution standpoint, who's probably best to do, you know, the writing of these texts? Because as you were saying, as to, I think one of the things um, beyond relevance, personalization and timing is just general creativity um, and, and differentiation. Um, so let's start with like day zero, who's in the room trying to figure out texting strategy, you know, at, and then at what point when we're building this out, who's kind of helping with that and, and who's responsible for the copy? Um, of those yeah. tasks uh,
1: so that's like a, a multi component project that you're working on because you've got um, many factors that going there so you want somebody who understands um, the entire campaign of what it will all look like um, and that can be at a high level, but it needs to be somebody that can actually go pull it and show it uh, so you you need someone with that level of detail. Um, you need someone in the room who can ask the wonder type questions we just talked about. Boy, this thing's really going to tie in after this, after I brought it up. Uh, but there's this working genius model. You need somebody who can bring up and ask those questions. Someone that can then start to build ideas off of them. You know, What if we did this? Uh, and then you need somebody who can break apart and understand, well, that's not going to work because our SMS tool is not tied together. I don't know and can't bring out of the CRM and put into our SMS tool whether or not they did this action, that they attended this event. Um, you know, those type. you need somebody who can poke those holes so you're like, oh, that won't work. Well, that doesn't mean that idea is dead. It means you need to potentially, it could be dead, but it also means we could pivot. What if we knew this or, well, we don't have that information as part of SMS, SMS admin in the room. Can I get that in there? Can we get that out of the CRM? I think I can pull it out of the CRM, but is there a place to put it in SMS? Can we create a place to put it? Yes or no. In the SMS tool. Um, okay, then I can bring that in and then we can start filtering down on it. Um, and then and then you can start putting it. But it's you've got to get from this wonder of wh- how do we do this, ideas based upon it, break apart to find the holes of what will and won't work. Too many times what can happen, and this is where it can go wrong. Someone says the wonder and gives an idea, let's do this, hands it off, isn't around for anything else. And not that they have to be around for all of it. But then the people that had to put it in action find there's some holes in it and they either don't put it in action at all or put it into action. And then the person who had the idea was like, wait a minute, that's not what we wanted. Why is it going out like this? And I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, they're raising their hand, that happened to me. Um, you got to circle back to that conversation. You got to get back to say, okay, here was what we wanted to try to do. Here was the ideas of the way we we're going to do it. Here's how we understand that they can and can't work. Here is what we've got. How we've modified it, and we put it into play, and we tested it. It will look like this. Are we good? You also asked about content. You very rarely is the person that can build the logic flow superbly and knows how to add those data elements to your SMS or CRM, whatever. Very rarely are, they, are your content writers. Now, you may disagree with me on this one, and if you don't, there will be people that disagree. I don't know how much of a unicorn, I need to be with SMS. I can't do a whole lot visually. I need to be creative in a, in a sense that here's this, we need to talk about an event we want to have. And this is how we've been doing it in email. And this is how we going to do it on social media. You got to find a way to make it different and relevant. And so I think in that scenario, there needs to be a process by which communication is developed where you're asking for all media. So this is going to go out on email, this is going to go out on SMS, it's going to go out on social. Who is my audience? How do they differ? What are the various relevancy pieces to it so that then when you get to actually write the content, you know how to make it relevant in each of those channels? Because there should be differentiation across the channels. There should be differentiation for why it's important to for me to attend versus you Shane unless we're interested in uh, the exact same program, entered the process, the process, uh, process at the exact same time coming with the exact same scenario and want the exact same outcome. Okay. But if any of those differ, then if that event connects to any one of those areas where we differ, it needs to be more relevant. And that's, that's the critical piece. And, and to go into it saying, we've never done this before and we're just going to make everything relevant is not going to work. What you need to find are the broadest, most basic pieces of communication. Start with those, the ones Mm -hmm. that are performing the worst.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think find ways
1: to make those relevant, trade them out, right. Test it, see how it works. And if that one, if that works, then you like increase that tenfold, find 10, 15 other messages or find five of the messages and create a brand new campaign altogether Mm -hmm. for that relevant group. Yeah. Um, and then test. And once you find what works there, then now you're ready to do this at mass scale.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that's that's a good thing had you, you know that you said earlier about not always needing to be a unicorn being the most creative. There are going to be those texts kind of, again, in the application process that are a little bit more transactional. It's, hey, you need to do this thing by this date. Correct. You can make it sound as fun as you want, but it's only ever going to be, hey, fill out this paper
1: Right. Because an SMS thing. is a sentence. Maybe two. And you've got to get them to that action, and so it transactional is is key there, um, and that's that's important. So you're answering a question; they may or may not have asked you the question in a text. You might be promoting something, but promoting in a way that I'm answering the question. Um, the next event you need to attend is coming up in three weeks. Find out more. I mean, um, you know, I don't know if you saw your email there's this event whatever it is in 3 weeks check that email or click here you really should attend you know i mean it's it's got to be succinct and you're driving to an action uh, you know i'm not a huge fan of a bunch of fluff and sms obviously i don't even open up any I don't open up my phone. I don't give my phone to people for any fluff stuff. I'm not opposed to some messages coming through that might be automated that aren't necessarily all action oriented to mix it up a little bit. Again, you got to test and see that. I want to know what the heck that's for and how does that connect. That's what that medium to me is, is is a quick read and click to engage to do something. You can get through that way more. And if you abuse it, the channel for your prospects, you're going to lose them in everything. And so that's why I think intentionality is really important in this. And so that you think about how am I using this and, and I really need to get there. So,
0: right. And that's, yeah. I think goes, goes back to your point way at the beginning of this conversation of talking about, you want to chat with somebody one-on-one um, you want to, you know, talk to another person. And I feel like when you feel that you're kind of probably more obligated to say yes to additional communications, to interact a little bit more uh, because you feel like, again, I'm there's another person on the other side of the line kind of just you know, tapping their thumbs on a, on a, on an iPhone as well. And so being able to bucket, let's say for events, right. Of athletes who are interested in this sport versus this sport and sending them like a, Hey, our football coach is going to be there. You know, we think it'd be awesome if you guys could meet events, this date, this time, whatever. Right. Yep. Versus people that are interested in a club interested in a fraternity, whatever it might be. Right. You can, you can separate all those things and, and give people like, Hey, you know, Mickey, we know you're interested in this thing. You already told us. Here's why we think you should come specific to that thing that I think, you know, again, differentiates without being super creative or feeling like, oh, I got to sit here forever and try, try, come up with something that's so incredibly quippy um, that they'll just yeah. laugh so hard at this text and then come to the event.
1: Yes. I, if, I like to engage with humor. I'm, I like that. I enjoy that. But I, so two things. I want to touch on that, but I want you to bring me back to the, the, the chat for support thing. I want us to circle back. To yeah. You. Uh, but but you just gave me an idea. You know, if I'm if I have an event uh, on campus, open house, a lot of different activities going on through the day. You got people all over the place, uh, and there might be certain things at certain times. This is where relevancy can really help. Um, say I'm walking with a family and I'm, I'm having lunch. Um, what if you timed your SMS to say, "Hey, looks like you're interested in Greek life. The Greek life presentation is in 15 minutes in this building." You're sending them up and you're only going to send that to people who've indicated that as an interest. Um, Click here for the link to walk you there to the guide you to that room or to that building. Right. Um, You know, that's that. Those are the types of relevancy pieces we're talking about. And imagine that like, boom, you're getting alerts now. At a conference, you're going to have a conference app, and it's going to give you, hey, this event's starting in 15 minutes. I I don't know if anybody's attended a conference that has that. If it's small, probably not, but bigger conferences will. You know, you'll get, you'll feel the buzz in the phone. You're like, oh, conference app has got a notification. Same thing, but you could, you may not be able to do that for your campus, but you could do it through an SMS, you know. And I think that's really, the um, residence hall X, open house starts in 15 minutes, click here to get there. You know, those types of things want to see President Smith um, talk about her journey as a as an alum of our great institution, um, fireside chat in the lounge here. But and just all those are great ways to kind of transactional, quick moving people around. I want to come back, though, to your um, to the thought about this chat, because I agree. Like if I. If I'm working, uh, need to have a customer service type conversation with the company. Um, I don't always have my laptop there cause I like when I'm done at work, I'm upstairs. My laptop's not downstairs with me. I don't want to necessarily have it there. Um, I will likely do it on my iPad versus my iPhone, but I will, cause then I can see a little bit more and I can jump on a website, but I agree it's easier to do it with SMS. I think the key is most schools don't have the technology that can that can cross over. It exists, but I has it. Um, and and this is where schools can get in trouble without the right strategy. They like that idea. They hear, I want that. They go find a piece of technology and do it, and they don't, without any care or regard, to be like, oh, well, I, they can send something into our website and it comes here on this tool's app, and then I can chat with them. A, you're not getting that recorded into the contact student's record because it's not through this here. you got to think about, can this tool, and vendors, to their credit, they hear schools interested and they're gonna go sell and they don't care that it doesn't connect or that it connects with Salesforce, but it doesn't connect with Slate. They don't care because they want that sale. And that's where I see schools getting in trouble. They want this Amazon experience because that is a fundamental piece to an Amazon type experience, right? That you can cross channels, you can buy, you can chat, whatever through those. But if you want the Amazon experience. Amazon's going to put the right technology together and they're not going to go with that if it doesn't connect and put everything in the same system they can see. it. That's part of it. And if you don't have that question in your head and you're not going through that or bring other people to the table that can have the right questions and get that, then you're not going to get an Amazon experience. You're going to get a Kmart experience. And we all know what the Kmart experience happened. It's, yeah, no Mart uh, because it doesn't exist. And so that's what you have to be very careful of because I see so many schools, they've got chat on the site now. There's no connection to CRM. It can't connect because it's some little stupid bot that somebody thought, oh, it's affordable. That's, chat should only be $1,000. No, chat that doesn't connect with anything that can't be used for more than just one person talking with someone on a website can't be. It's got to connect to other tools so that then you, if, if you don't, you can't get to relevancy. That's how you know that. that doesn't, and by the way, that chat conversation that you have over SMS A, now I've got your telephone number. Doesn't mean you've opted into all SMS, which is fine. But I also know what other information, if it's in your record, I know what you're asking about. I can put topics to it. And whether it's through SMS or whether it's through email, I can start emailing you other content around those types of questions. Right? Um, I got assigned the blue residence hall. I didn't want that. I want the red residence hall. And now I can start sending content about, well, maybe I can't change you. What makes blue so awesome? Um, the the our, our this famous alum attended here and lived in blue, you know that. How do we get relevancy so that a I can start turning that student's opinion around, or maybe they can move or or you know something along. Or they sign up for blue and I want them to sign up for red. I can start promoting red. That those things. You know, you can't do when you don't connect the technology, it's right. going to come back to that. And so yeah. that's really important when you're thinking about
0: it. Yeah. And that's where I feel like a lot of, uh, going back to your earlier point too, of someone who maybe has the wonder and has the ideas, there's a lot of maybe potential throwing out of ideas that haven't been thought through, um, but yeah. are felt like they're needed. So, hey, we need to be on texting. And then it's kind yep. of like mic drop, they walk away, and now a team's scrambling and, to figure out how And that's how the bad
1: tool gets purchased. Right.
0: And then that leads. What do
1: you mean I can't find out what this student said in SMS? Well, because that tool doesn't have it. Why not? Because you just said get SMS.
0: Yeah. And then that's when you get the same thing you brought up earlier, too, of the the miscommunication. Email says one thing, text says another thing, because you tried to rush it, you tried to force it. They're not talking to each other. And now you're potentially pissing somebody off who, if you would have just had email, could have been a student. But because they kind of had this super negative experience, You know, you extrapolate that and think, "Mm, if that's going to be the next four years, I'm not super pumped about that. Um, You know, and you're you're doing more harm and not even realizing it because you felt some pressure to be, you know, using a tool that others are using well. um, And you tried to rush into it just to say that you're there. I think maybe one big takeaway here, again, just to like kind of summarize everything. If somebody listens to this and they're like, all right, you know, they want to do the mic drop. We need to be on texting. What are the Mm -hmm. first three things they should really do and think about to ensure that they're ready for texting before kind of moving forward and even like looking at platforms?
1: To know if you're ready, um, A, do you have people that can write content, that can twist it, do it, that, that have the time to commit to figure out how do I change this message to make it right for texting? Uh, B, what tools are out there that can actually connect to our CRM? Does that matter or not for us?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I really would love to talk to you if you say it doesn't matter. I'd love <laughs> to hear your reasons. I don't. I don't want to debate you. I'll let you. You have the full floor of that. You yeah. convince me. Fine. Uh, We'd love to hear because I'm. i Anyone that listens to me talk for any length of time knows I think it should be connected. But there may be reasons for it. Um, and I, I. So I think that. And then um, before I get into it, uh, we talked about content. I would talk about the relevancy and timing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I don't have anything relevant or anything timed i and I'm gonna take the effort for a new channel um you're gonna waste the channel if you don't do the relevant timing and so can you begin relevancy and timing and improving upon that in your other channels while you go make a purchase while you go implements and get it configured and ready and mm-hmm. then start building that content out? love it because That's if good. you don't have anything else relevant the likelihood that you have all the data you need together to filter, to put together the list that gives you the person that yeah. something's relevant for, you're not going to be able to do that in SMS either.
0: Yeah,
1: And so you have to start putting that together. Uh, and it doesn't mean you've got to go rewrite everything and make it relevant because you may not be able to yet, but you'll go through the process to figure out who are we talking to? Where are they in the enrollment process? What are they interested in? And so that you can then start to find and form this relevancy piece to it. And then you can apply it to multiple channels. But if you don't have that done, don't just go jump into SMS. It is multiple tracks here to this work. Concurrent tracks of effort to get there and relevance would be the third thing.
0: Perfect. That was, I put you on the spot there too. We did not prep that, but I felt like that was I know, good. I had to pause and think for a second. There's a, there's a <laughs> little good. slight delay. That's good, what, it's my like, it's oh, my oh, wonder brain. I just, that's right. I gotta know. Yeah. I need some actionable insights. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you everybody for listening. Super appreciate it. First episode in the books without Zach. I think we did a pretty decent job. I think we did pretty good. Hopefully that Uh, continues. I wouldn't
1: let him listen because he might get a little (laughs) jealous. Uh, Might get to be a little awkward in the office there. uh,
0: So don't let him listen. (laughs) Will do.
1: Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone.
2: Hey, all, Zach from Enrollify here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fanatical Fridays with Mickey Baines. If you like this episode, do us a huge favor and hit that follow and subscribe button below. Furthermore, if you've got just two minutes to spare, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a rating and a review of this show on Apple Podcasts.